This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A sex strike by American women? Sizzler University. Jengen strikes again. Polish Cubs for Pulaski Day. And Rick's brush with Tony Curtis. All that and unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hello, Rick Kemper and Dave Stern here for another episode of Minutia Men. I am uh, on day seven of uh, giving up beer and bread for Lent. And I just want to report to you, Dave, that uh, I, I don't have the shakes. <laughs> and I seem to be fine. In fact, I feel what, kind of healthy. <laughs> what is the what is the bigger deal? Is it bread or beer? Because for me, it would be bread, no question about. It. Well, I've been to a couple of social events uh, in which uh, beer was flowing, and uh, I just I never really realized how rarely I attended those without imbibing. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> like twice in the last thirty five years. So. Um, that was tough just for those two days. Um, but then it's, you know, bread is far worse. Bread is like, you know, give us this day our, your daily bread. You know, it's right oh, and there. It's, and it's all over. There's peer pressure all over the place for bread. Well, I, I mean, was just, you know, I, I was at the TV station with Bobby yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby Skafish, an uh, Eckhart's Press author who uh, was on WCIU TV. <clears throat> And I, I went there with him, and afterwards I was going to go get some breakfast, and I was just going to swing by McDonald's and pick up like a you know egg McMuffin or something because no. I didn't have much time. Yeah. But no, that's bread. The, yep, it's bread is everywhere, my friend, uh, and it's uh, it's 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 very difficult. Like a, like your lunch, what are you going to do? You got to eat a sandwich, right? I know. You I've can't. eaten a sandwich every day for the last <laughs> right. 45 years. Have you tried just eating salami and herring without the bread, maybe? <laughs> well, um, I, I tried it in lettuce, like a lettuce wrap. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, and it's, you know, it's still salami. It ain't, it ain't the same. It ain't the, the same. Uh, well, pizza, you can't eat any pizza. Why? That's not bread. <laughs> what do you mean? It's the crust. That's bread. Dough. No, I gave up bread. I didn't give up all bread products. Okay, well, then what's the problem with the English or the egg McMuffin? That's an English muffin. That's not bread. Well, okay, English muffin. That's 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 much more bread-ish than pizza. Okay. Pizza's a meal. Okay, what about bagel? You can't eat a bagel. No, no bagels. No bagels. Okay. No muffins. No uh no English muffins. No uh you know, no rye bread, no club rye. What's your favorite? What's your favorite bread, Dave? Uh, I'm a marble rye guy. Marble rye, no marble rye, yeah. none of that. So, uh, what about crackers? Um, I'm allowing myself crackers, although I haven't had any yet. But uh, don't you think crackers would be okay? Well, I guess you. Well, first of all, I'm not of your religion, so I don't know the loopholes in what the what you what you're doing here. Uh, I mean, yes, I guess I'm going from a nutritional standpoint where it's carbs that I'm talking about. No, I'm not giving uh, or, all carbs. He, he doesn't no. ask you to carry the cross. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, think about how much lighter you would be when they would put you up on the cross. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, I'm, you uh, know, I'm, I think I think I'm doing a lot by giving up bread and beer. I mean, these are these are two staples of my diet. Now, could you drink like a screwdriver? Is that okay? I have allowed myself that loophole. I have not <laughs> yet engaged in it. This isn't a religion. This is what is this? Hey, you know, I gave up beer and bread. I didn't give up screwdrivers. Oh my god! There, I could drive a truck through this this agreement that you have. Well, listen, I have not had any yet. I have not had any, but I am allowing that as a possibility someday if I want to, and it helps me get through the day. 47 days is that what this is yes if i know at the end of the day you know geez you know i could i could have a martini right now yeah right it okay, makes it, me right. feel like all right i can get through this day <laughs> but so, if so, i if i know that i cannot have a martini or any any alcoholic beverage at all then i might get the sweats it's a, it's so, a psychological so, game so you're like vietnam the grunts in vietnam you know how they would have like three or four days Every year, I mean, they would their tour of duty was for a year, and they were able to get a rest and relaxation four days off. Right, right? I, I'm on R and R right now. I'm I'm in right. uh, I'm in Saigon right now. Right. Okay, but they the, what the what what they said and what the pop the the the, the way that. The, the popular way of thinking was don't ever take your R and R because if you do, then you have nothing to look forward to and you're going to get killed. So it was always that, like you said, oh, that yeah. thing to look forward to. So you're, yeah, you are. You're like a Vietnam veteran right now yeah. that is not taking their, their, that you know that you could take your R&R, but you're just not going to do it. Yeah, I, I've actually been quite proud of myself. I've, <clears throat> I really thought it was going to be harder than this, but there is some self-deception involved. And the self-deception for me is that carrot, that R&R in Saigon, mm-hmm. that on mm-hmm. the end yeah. of the stick. When you'll uh, now that I've said it out loud, it may not work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I don't think God's listening to the podcast. To be honest, this is not God. This is me. This is my brain. I know how my brain works. Do Do you think God is up there, thumbing through paperwork, going, "Okay, this isn't really okay." okay, Not you. I'm not saying you, but I'm saying I'm sure there's people that are giving up. You know, Brussels sprouts for lent or whatever does he see that i mean is he yes i think so like my son sean uh, my 14 year old son he's giving up fish he hates fish yeah exactly right. Come I, on. Like, yeah, that doesn't count all right well right. Then i'll give up shrimp i like shrimp yeah. that you barely like shrimp that right. does not right. count so th- so there is no um test that you have i mean you you don't have to there there isn't like a amount of like that you have to have to give up i mean you it's it's purely on your honor right i mean yeah, it's, it's totally on, it's on your honor and a fiery pit in hell <laughs> you know if you want to dangle over it jump in feel free <laughs> i love shrimp uh all right well see we you know my people I, we, I, i'm trying to think do we don't have anything well we've got the well, yum yeah, kip. you do you, yeah, yeah you, you got yeah but it's like 24 hours i mean is, is that's, that the you, uh the suck the penny uh one yeah <laughs> no that's passover oh, i okay. think uh no but like for when you fast 
when you fast for Yom Kippur, it's like from sundown to sundown. You know what that is? That's a bad stomach flu. Who cares? <laughs> I do that like every Tuesday. No, you, you know, know? I, I think I have been helped on this whole quest by the first few days. I was really sick. Yeah, right. Sure. So, I, you know, I there was no way I was going to have a beer. It, it was just like, ugh, get that away from me. That really helped Brid- get me off on a good start. What is Bridget giving up? Oh, Bridget, she's drinking like a fish. <laughs> what is she giving up, oh, though? Doesn't she give she isn't giving up anything this year. You don't have to. There's no there's no rule that you have to do it. Then do you find that after the 47 days, you just go crazy and and just you're going to be drinking and just eating Kaiser rolls? For, <laughs> I'm actually uh, leafing through a medical catalog to find an IV. <laughs> a bread IV? Yeah. Uh, stick yeah, that right into my system. Right. Well, speaking of... Oh, wait. Holding. Oh, we're going to no. do a show? All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, our first uh, segment. This week's Minutia with Rick and Dave. All right, go ahead. All right, well, speaking about uh, withholding things and, and, and the like, do you know who um, Linda Stassi is? Does this name ring a yes, bell? Yes, she is a columnist on, in, in a New York newspaper. Right. right. And we are, yeah, we are taping um, this on Wednesday, which is a day without woman day, right? Right. Today, today's the day without a woman day. And what Linda Stassi in her article of March 3rd, so it was Friday, um, she's saying basically, if you're a woman, don't just not go to work, you know, withhold sex instead of just, you know, with, during this protest, Withhold sex is basically what she's saying. Did you read this? Did you see? Have you familiar? I heard, I heard about this. Yes, it's like the Lisa Strata, the yeah. Lisa Strata. Um, so she's she's advocating that you know women should just not have sex, and she doesn't give a time frame on this. She's not saying one day. In fact, there was a, a paragraph here that says basically one day, one week, one month, whatever it takes. Okay. <laughs> hey, that's not cool. <laughs> exactly. So what I'm thinking is. We, I mean, we, we, we will not be able to talk any sense into when, when, when these people get on their soapboxes, you cannot talk these any people, sense. people, you're talking about yeah, women? Women, women, <laughs> oh <my> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't talk any sense to them. So the only way that we could talk, we can get through this, is to talk to our husband, right? Oh, to, to Linda Stasi's husband? Right. Okay. Whose name is his name is Sid oh, Davidoff. You looked him up. <laughs> yes. His name is Sid Davidoff and and this is his email address and it's public oh, oh, domain. No. So we're not going to have any problem. Is it's he, is S- he a writer too? That name sounds familiar. No, nah, he's a lawyer. It'll be fine. Okay. Um uh, you know what? I'm oh, not going to a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going to be right there. Yeah. Okay. I won't get, I won't give his email address, but his name is Sid Davidoff or Davidoff. And I sent him email. I sent him an email saying, dude, if you did something to piss off your wife, yeah. <laughs> don't take yeah, it out I, on the rest of us. Exactly. You got to get her flowers. <laughs> You've got to figure this out. Now, this is not our problem. Uh, as of taping at 10, 11 in the morning, he has not responded yet. We should start a GoFundMe and, yeah. and see what else we can get for Linda Stasi. Right. Exactly. I, I'm worried about her. Yeah. I'm not really worried about her. I'm worried about all the rest of us. You, you, know? you just really uh-huh. don't know how to pitch this. No, we're worried about her. 
Oh, and then yeah, oh, oh, wink, I see, wink. Oh, I see what you're saying here. Oh, okay, you so you're lying. Like you're lying to God. Oh you're lying. God. You're, we're, you're we're, killing me here. You don't say it out loud. Hey, all right, all right. So that's the that's the by the, the story way. With, these those sex strikes those have worked. I mean, over time. I mean, this you joke about it, but uh, I know that this has been used many many times over the years, and I know that they've been using it. Just recently, where did I hear about it? Like in uh, Canada was just not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, the um, well, actually, Canada during hockey season, no sex during hockey season. Guys aren't going to want to have sex anyways because they'll be yeah, watching well, a hockey. Of course. Um, you know they have another they have another name for this sex strike. <laughs> Gee, what could that possibly be? <laughs> it's called marriage. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, okay all right all right i got i got some i got some minutiae for you here as well all right this is uh a story about a man named mark chelgren i believe that's pronounced correctly he's a republican state senator in iowa and he introduced a bill this week or actually last week that would force faculty members of schools, public schools, to declare their political affiliations <laughs> so that they could be sure that they had a more balanced political educational system in Iowa. Yeah, As okay. his fellow state senator uh, Herman Kornbach declared, it's a very dumb bill. One of the worst ideas <laughs> I've heard in 15 years. <laughs> anyway, but the reason why I bring up uh, Mr. Chelgren is not just because of this bill. Um, he, uh, inciting uh, his uh, negative experience with liberal professors uh, while he was lobbying for this bill, according to his bio, uh, he uh, he mentioned that he has a degree in business management from Forbes Co. Management School. So you know he went through he went through that political bias uh-huh. in Forbes Co. Management School. Would you like I'm to sure, know where Forb yeah. Management School is? <laughs> uh, no, where is this hotbed of liberal thought? Where is it? It's in Southern California, first of all. Oh, of course. All but right, well then. It's a franchise yeah. of the Sizzler family dining chain. So this is like Sizzler University, essentially. <laughs> really? Yeah. So so, that, you can, so you can get a degree would it he major in salad bar? Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, we're not mocking people, you know, who go to Sizzler University. In fact, you know, my own wife didn't go to Sizzler University, but she worked at Sizzler in high school. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you about the story of when um, she <laughs> she took me to a Sizzler reunion party? Oh, my God, that sounds so horrible. All right. So this, this- was uh, just a couple of years ago. And and she and her friend Carol and and Jim remember those yeah of you course met them uh, Jim yeah, yeah 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 Jim is a, a great guy but he has been married to his wife even longer than uh, I've been married to Bridget we've both been married for more than twenty five years and they went to uh, they wanted to go to this reunion party because they worked there together at Sizzler when they were in high school and so so Jim this is thirty years ago they worked there yeah thirty years ago. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so Jim and I went to this. Now, I've not met any of these people that she worked with in high school because, you know, I didn't meet her until she was in college. And Jim didn't know any of these people either. He knew like one or two of them because he's been around a little bit longer. We get to this party and the girl that is running the party has got her old Sizzler 
outfit that she has saved all these years. Does it fit? Yeah. Now, you know, more power to her. her. She's she was very nice. But here's what here's what happened when we walked in the door. Bridget is you know uh, running around the whole place like oh my god it's scott it's joe it's fred you know oh my gosh becky or whatever you know (laughs) and and jim and i are standing there at the door like now what and and then here so jim goes and talks to a couple of the people i go over to talk to this old guy in the corner like hey uh what's your name and he tells me his name what are you doing here Uh, i was there i was their boss oh really uh, how old are you? I'm uh, 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> then he says, hey, uh, hey, the beer's uh, in the laundry room. So I go in the laundry room, and all they have is light beer, which isn't beer. All right? No, 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 right. Um, back to my beer theme. So all night long, I'm looking at pictures. They have pictures all over the living room. And the pictures are of, like, them in high school. And there's pictures of Bridget all over the place. But they're always with her old boyfriend. <laughs> their boyfriend in high school. And they're, you know, which, you know, I don't get jealous. This is, you know, obviously 30 years ago. It doesn't matter to me. But this was the, all that I had. Hey, did you see this picture of Bridget? Oh, yeah, look at that. Oh, she's who's that guy all over her? Oh, that's her boyfriend. Yeah. Oh. And this lasted for... Between Six 20, days. 24 to 38 hours. <laughs> yeah. There was two solar eclipses while you were there, probably. And literally, uh, I knew not one person in their room other than the people that I came there with, and they all knew other people, and I was just standing there. It was horrible. Now, did you guys, did you eavesdrop on conversations? Are they still, like, bitching about Ponderosa? Yeah. And how much better they are than Ponderosa? <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was a lot of hey, uh, hey, whatever happened to you know Josie? Oh, really? Yeah, what well, you know? What I heard was oh, right. <laughs> you know all these references that made no sense to me at all. Are there still Sizzlers? Because I I liked a good Sizzler. Is uh, are there still Sizzlers out there? I think so. Yeah, um, you know, if you want a good five ninety nine steak, yeah, you know, uh, I actually have a. I think this was actually a Ponderosa story actually it could have been sizzler um this is going back 40 years because my dad was still alive we would visit my grandfather every sunday morning at the chelsea chelsea house on wilson he was in an assisted living on wilson and broadway and every sunday actually around noon we would go there to visit him um for a couple of hours uh and that actually you know my grandfather was a huge cub fan i didn't know so that. Yeah, he was a big Cub fan. He, I don't know why. Well, I guess he grew up or didn't grow up. He grew up in Germany, but was living at on the north side. And he just picked up the Cubs. But we would always go to the Sizzler after we would <laughs> visit my grandfather. Ever, ever after we visit Opie, we would always go to the Sizzler. And I remember, I'll never forget this. They had bacon bits in like the. They had like, like you could get as many bacon bits as you want. Do you remember this at the salad bar? Yeah, sure. They had bacon bits, and I would just get mounds of bacon bits and eat them and i just love the bacon bits but then i discovered that they make really good projectiles when you like spitballs right so i put like a ton i put like a whole handful of bacon bits in my mouth i get a straw and i just 
I just spit them all in my mom's face. <laughs> I don't know what I'm thinking. I just spit them in my mom's face, and they're bouncing off her glasses and her forehead. And she just, and my dad is just can't stop. You know, he's he need, he knows he has to be a disciplinarian, but he can't stop laughing because the bacon bits are going off my mom's face. And I'll never forget my mom's, but my mom's look of disdain when I was. I hope, I hope your wife Michelle is listening to this because now anytime that your girls do something like this, she knows where it right. comes from. She flops out the Sizzler story, you know, uh, exactly. and uh, and both my parents are dead now. That's nice. what happened. Happy ending to this story. Thank <laughs> you very much. Do you have any more minutia for us? Um, well, this comes uh, this comes out of England. We I think we've been really focusing on england the last few weeks I th- haven't we had like a lot of stories with with england yeah. um headline fugitive gives himself up to police but changes his mind after they took too long to arrive okay <laughs> would, so would this be a that, jenkins story um yeah the, cop, yeah, absolutely. the cops not showing up yeah sure right, hang on when you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins! With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! All right, let's hear it. Benjamin Partridge, 35, went to his brother-in-law's Andreas Thomas's house in Kings Norton, Birmingham, uh, to basically, to apparently ready to hand himself in. About nine months earlier, Benjamin slugged his ex-girlfriend and broke her jaw and he was and there was a warrant out for his arrest so he finally after nine months says look i gotta turn myself in why he didn't go to the cops i don't know but he went into his brother-in-law's house and calls the cops and he's waiting well it took the cops 45 minutes to get there and benjamin had things to do so he left (laughs) okay so Here's a couple things. First of all, he waited like nine months before turning himself in, yeah. and now these forty-five minutes is the problem. <laughs> tick tock, you know? tick tock. Yeah, right. Exactly. Come on, I got a schedule here, and I just—I uh, mean, I think it's, uh, there's just a part of me here that is so—it—it—it it, it, it is absolutely insane. Now, now, I don't know if insane is the right word, but you know what I mean. Is that how impatient he is to get arrested? Yeah. Um, it's like the cable company, right? The cops were basically yeah. like the cable company. Right. Nine to five. Uh, right. And uh, so he ended up leaving and the cops scoured the neighborhood for him. And as of the printing of this story, which was last uh, last Friday, he is still a fugitive. So he, so he, wakes, he waits nine months. It's almost he, like he didn't really want to turn. <laughs> right, right. It's right, almost like wait. his brother-in-law said, hey, Go turn yourself in. Okay, I'll do it. Here's look. I'm making a call. Making a call. Uh, where are your Where are your precious cops? Where are your precious cops? They're not even here. And he uh, right. And then nine to uh, forty five minutes later, he leaves at forty three minutes. He's like, screw this. And now he's in hiding in somebody's basement because he doesn't want to get caught. It's so not, it's not his brother in law's house. I'll tell you that right now. It's it, this just was a uh, I, it was just an interesting little story about how guys. You know what? We can be very impatient. That is absolutely true. It's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave, you know, this week was uh, Casimir Pulaski Day. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. um, I would like to ask you a question about Polish-born Cubs. All right. Uh, Before we start this, uh, 
did you see that the Cubs were running a promotion, the Cubs Championship Ring Bearer promotion? Yes, I read the article today. As a matter of fact, I thought that all of the all of the people that were chosen were well deserving, and a couple of them even brought a little tear to my eye. I thought, mm-hmm. uh, congratulations to all of them. So that's well, fantastic. You may not know this. In fact, I'm sure you don't know this because you haven't mentioned it. I nominated you for the ring bearer. Uh, really? I did. Uh, you didn't win. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I read the list this morning. Sadly. Uh, the people, and I looked at the people that had won. Too. Yep, your your phone just crapped out. Am I there now? You're there. See, this is um, this is how this is the White Sox gods are like. What What are you doing? You're, well, hold on. you're helping out a Cub fan friend. What are you doing? And I, like you said, you noticed all the. Are you read? Are you heard the videos of these? They're all like eighty-seven year old. Yeah, grandfather, right? Who have gone through hell? Yeah, you know, diabetes, cancer, blah blah blah. You know, that pisses me off. What? I mean, I, yeah, well, I mean, it's okay. I mean, there was 20 of them, and all 20 of them have some sob story. But what about you? What you have gone well, through? Yeah, that's a good point. Company. What about me? All right, so I did a video, which you haven't seen. I did post it on Twitter. Obviously, you're not a big fan of my Twitter feed because you didn't see it. When did you post um, it? Uh, like two weeks ago. Oh. Uh, because yeah. that's how you had to enter the... The way that you had to enter the contest and nominate somebody is you had to put a video on the, on your Twitter feed with the hashtag whatever it was Cubs Ring Bear or whatever. But did you want to, you want to hear my little minute testimonial? Sure. For you? Yeah. I'd love all right. To. I'm all right. I'm going to press play right here. It should go through the speakers, right? I um, think so, yeah. Hold on. I'm not hearing it. Oh, no, you're not. Okay. Right. Uh, so what it, if if people want to find this and, and if you like I want to find this <laughs> how do I how do I find it? Uh, I will. Um, I'll post it on our Twitter feed. Uh, well, that sucks. Really, let me try it here. How? Okay, go ahead. Let me let me do it one more time here. Hold on. Can you hear it? Nope. Here, let me try it through mine. I'm going on your. Uh, going through your this if if people want to know if whether or not we uh do this lot or have any show the answer to that is no if we edit this at all um all righty let's see here uh ring oh here we go ring bear hi i'm dave stern from chicago it's working and as you can tell from my attire this is not an easy video for me to make, uh, but I'd like to nominate my friend Rick Kempfer from Mount Prospect, Illinois, uh, to be a ring bearer. Rick is editor-in-chief of perhaps the most ridiculous website on the internet. It's called Just One Bad Century, okay. and Rick has written a biography of every yeah, person who has ever played for the oh. Cubs. It's like... Marv Felderman, who had six at-bats in 1915, or Sweet Bread Bailey, who uh, basically got his nickname because he threw at people's stomachs. Um, Rick, could this time have been better spent? Absolutely. And Rick will be the first person to uh, cop to the fact that he has spent a little bit too much time in the Chicago Cubs thing. But I think you should reward him and... um, give him this this honor and maybe he can get his life back oh that's very nice 
That's very nice. Yeah, Yeah, you didn't win. You didn't win. (laughs) You know, I think they felt that you weren't being sincere. And the fact that you had a White Sox sweatshirt on. Well, I thought that was the the selling point almost. Actually, the reason I was wearing a White Sox sweatshirt was I always wear a White Sox sweatshirt. Right. And 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 when you look at some of these videos of people, God, they spent like days on them. Yeah. You know, with the editing. Yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah, no, I noticed. Uh, if for those of you who couldn't see it, uh, he has a uh, his iPhone. Basically, he's looking into his iPhone. It's sideways. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's it. But yeah. I do appreciate it. Actually, that's that's kind of a nice uh, gesture for you. Yeah. Uh, what it would have been great if you would have won, and then and then you you meet your little heroes and be <laughs> my, all my little heroes. You know. You know. I was wondering why the other last week or the week before you off the top of your head threw Sweetbread Bailey out there. I'm like, what? Yeah. Exactly. Like, right. Exactly. He, he I, has been listening to me these past few years. Uh, yeah, so that was the day. I'm sure that was the day I probably taped the thing. All right. So, all right. So, what is your little cashmere Pulaski my story? My little, my little cashmere Pulaski thing. All right. So, there have been five players in uh, Major League history that have been that were born in Poland. All right. There was Elmo Valo, who played mostly with the A's. Uh, there was Nap Kloza who played for the Browns, Henry Peplowski, and Johnny Reeder, who both played one season in Boston. But there was one, and the probably the biggest Polish-born star in Major League Baseball history, played for the Cubs. Do you know who it was? What year? I mean, is it? would this be in the, somebody in the that... Late no. 50s, late 50s. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. His name uh, was Mo he, Drabowski. Mo Drabowski. Born in Poland, hot young gun pitcher of the Cubs in the late 50s. Um, he, he won 13 games for them as a 22-year-old. He one time set a major league record along with a couple other pitchers by walking nine men in one inning. Wow. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, after he left the Cubs in the early 60s, uh, he pitched for the Orioles. He was a part of their uh, two World Series championship teams in 1966 and 1970, and he beat Don Drysdale to win game one of the 1966 World Series. Oh, pitched really? 17 years in the big leagues, but he got his start with the Cubs, and before that, Poland. Um, so we happy, saw in the- happy Pulaski Day. In 1996, during the um, Olympics, Michelle and I went to Atlanta, and uh, we saw a baseball game because they that was I think baseball was a exhibition sport, yeah, not a real sport so. then. Yeah. It, actually, is it now an exhibition sport or I, is it I, a real? I have no idea. Um, and we saw Yugoslavia play Poland. <laughs> it, it it this it, this baseball game. I got to tell you, you could have batted sixth. I could I could have been the scrappy leadoff guy. These were the two. It was the worst baseball game I was I've ever seen. And it was at Old Turner Field. You ever seen? Have you ever been to Turner Field? The dumpiest place on earth. Um, yeah, I'll never forget. That was just with a like god with like eighty. 80- fans in the stands it was right it was it was a, you know it was an olympic event and when, before you go to the olympics you know you're scrambling to get tickets right yeah so it's like a lottery system and you put your choices you know your top whatever choices that we ended up getting great seats but for the uh yeah for for that baseball game 
Poland against Yugoslavia. I don't even know who won at that point. <laughs> well, look it up, everybody. 1996. Uh, we have our uh, time for one more segment, and it's called Celebrity Potpourri. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Uh, now, before we start the Celebrity Potpourri section, uh, let me just say that uh, I was at an event this past weekend, Dave. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the guys uh, who inspired this bit, Celebrity Potpourri, his name is Mario Valentini. He was mm-hmm. there, and he's a listener of our podcast, which I didn't even know. Um, but uh, he's the, he's one of the guys that inspired this, because every time we would go hang out, I'd find myself telling these celebrity stories, and then he would just start throwing names out there, and I would just start telling these stories. And that's one of the inspirations for this entire segment. And what's his name, Mario? Mario. All right. Well, thank you, Mario. Thank you for making me have to live through this now every week. <laughs> uh, now, this is actually, I, I picked, while well, you were spewing, uh, I picked a name, and this is one of my favorite actors who's been around forever, and I loved him in Bad News Bears, okay? Because he was in uh, Tony Curtis. Wasn't he in, like, the second Bad News, Bad News Bears, third? He was? I don't remember that. Yeah. Wasn't he? Are you sure not? You're not thinking of Walter Matthau? No, I'm not. Talk, I'm not thinking about Walter Matthau. Okay. I think Tony. I think Tony Curtis was in one of the Bad News Bears. Yeah. Okay. He was also in you know some movies that were considered good, huge hits like right. uh, Some Like It Hot. He was great in that. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> excuse me. I met Tony Curtis in the early '90s. I think he passed away. By the way, he's no longer with us. Uh, he died on September. 29th 2010 okay so rest in peace tony curtis uh my story is kind of a sad tony curtis story because <laughs> uh, he was he was uh we we're trying to get him on john landecker show and he uh wasn't responding because you know he at one time had been a big star so he wouldn't come on the show so i went there with a tape recorder after the show the tape recorder kids are these are these things that used to uh, record it's like it was used tape well, well we'll get into a whole segment on that someday but anyway i walked into this bookstore where he was doing a book signing and there was nobody there i was like oh crud and yeah. it was right on the corner of michigan avenue where the old fao schwartz was mm-hmm. there was a bookstore there for a brief period of time i want to say it was like 1993 or so and the only reason i remember that year is because it was the 30th anniversary of JFK's assassination. It was and your birth. And my birth, yes. Uh. Yeah, so I was 30 years old when this happened. So I looked, I was looking all over for for where this book signing had been. I was like, dang, I got it, and I missed it. I went to the uh, the desk and I said, you know, when is the book signing? And she said, you know, we decided not to do it because nobody was here. Uh. Like, oh, uh. bummer. And as I'm walking out the door, I look down one of the uh, bookshelf aisles, and there's Tony Curtis. Huh. He was just sitting there, you know, leafing through books. So I walked up to him. I'm like, uh, excuse me, uh, Tony Curtis? Yes. Oh, you're here for the book signing? Uh, well, no. <laughs> but I'm here to record you. You know, can I ask you a couple of questions? And and he's like, yeah, sure. And I, I this, I'm not saying this to be speak ill of the dead, but Tony Curtis's 
hairpiece or toupee or whatever he was yeah. wearing is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It was like a beaver was on his head. It was mm-hmm. just terrible. But he was super friendly and nice to me. And we talked for about, you know, five minutes or so. And we talked about the uh, assassination of John F. Kennedy. And it, and because it was around that time, uh, the anniversary, we were just it just came up in conversation, and I asked him about where he was, and he was on the set of a movie, um, and I want to, I wish I could remember who, what movie star he was with. Is well, that, he was in. Um, I'm looking during. I'm on, on his IMBD. Uh, the list of Adrian Messenger, Captain Newman, M.D. Paris when it sizzles. God, he was doing like two, three, four movies a year. Yeah, it must uh, have come out in 64, whatever the movie uh, was. Yeah, Paris When It Sizzles, Wild and Wonderful, Goodbye Charlie, and Sex and the Single Girl. It was Sex and the Single Girl. Who, okay. who was who was in that movie with him? Hold on, please hold. Wow, this is great. I actually can <laughs> get some actual uh, information. Uh, Lauren Bacall. Lauren. Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood, that's it. <laughs> so he was doing okay. a scene with Natalie Wood. Um, and they came onto the set. Uh, the director, you know, said, uh, you know, after a take, the director said, Hey, listen, um, everybody go home for the day because John F. Kennedy was just assassinated. Wow. And he was, uh, Tony Curtis had done events for him. He loved that guy. I mean, it was like everybody was just crestfallen. And that, uh, is my Tony Curtis story. Hmm. Um, I'm looking here. Yeah, he uh, he had a hell he of a He said career. he was with I, Natalie Wood at the time. I, I remember him saying that. <laughs> I he's kind of like a starlet. I wanted to say it was Marilyn Monroe, but I but I knew it wasn't because she was already dead. Was in already, right. Uh Well, this movie, uh, Sex and the Single, go, my God, Lauren Bacall, Henry Fonda, Natalie Wood, um, Stubby K. Don't know. <laughs> I love Stubby. Uh, Howard St. John, uh, Otto Kruger, sounds like a German guy. Uh-huh. Who's, one's Dr. Anderson. My God, this is a ton of stars in this one. Um, so there's your minutia for this yeah. week. That's true mm-hmm. minutia. If you like Minutia Men with Rick and Dave, be sure to check out some of the other programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Like um, my, and I know I've mentioned this several times already, but this is my new. Uh, wrapped in plastic the twin peaks uh is great um and please check it out it's just it's just fantastic and i'm not even a big twin peaks peaks fan that's true but it's very well great done. talk radio isn't dead dave it's just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com and when when this show is posted tomorrow uh thursday uh, it will be the birthday Right, right. Of uh, uh, of the head of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, Mr. Ed Silla. So happy the birthday. Podfather. The, the Podfather. <laughs> the Podfather. I like that. Podfather. Uh, happy birthday, Ed. Uh, to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. If you'd like to reach us, you can also drop us a line at MinutiaManPodcast at gmail.com. And if you follow Dave on Twitter, you will discover that he... Uh, Put my name in for the ring bearers for the Chicago Cubs. I will read and I will retweet uh, it too, so everybody can see the minimal effort I did <laughs> to get you 
the ring bear and it didn't pay off at all well i still whatsoever. i'm actually i hate to say it i don't want to ever say this to you but i actually am uh, a little touch a little slightly touched by yeah, that yeah, yes yeah. Uh, well i was hoping my um my my dream would be that i would tell you while we're on a podcast that you won uh, because i knew that you didn't know but it didn't happen so but whatever. now you get to tell me on a podcast that i lost that so you lost exactly so that's just uh, as good isn't it yes it's uh again it's pissing me off that it's just old people that won yeah or people with handicaps that's just bullshit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, special thanks to executive producer tony lasana with opi productions we've been distributed by birthday boy ed silla the radio misfits podcast network and we'll be back again next week for another episode of minutia men The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? That's just bullshit. <laughs>